Hey everyone, it's Pastor John here, and this is 1611 Devotionals. Let's take a moment now to pause and pray as we turn our thoughts and our hearts upon the Lord. God, we come to you confessing how easily distracted we can be, and that without your help and without the help of our brothers and sisters, we forget how much we need you, and we forget all your benefits. Would you take this time now to remind us and help us taste and see that you are good? We pray in your Son's name. Amen. The passage for today is 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 15 to 20. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For as it is written, the two will become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body? Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. There's something worth pointing out from the cultural context of Corinthians that Paul is writing to. Some of the Corinthian Christians during this time uh, were using prostitutes, and part of their justification was that their bodily appetites and passions of the flesh were matters that were irrelevant to Christianity because Christianity is all about the soul. It's all about the spiritual. And Paul is reminding them here that the bodies of Christians are not only relevant, but they are united now to the resurrected Christ who uh, resurrected physically. And therefore, our physical body will be eternal as well, and it has eternal uh, significance. Jesus did not simply save his people spiritually, but he is also promising them a physical salvation, a physical resurrection as well. So what we do uh, from now on with our bodies matters unto eternity. And so this frames our moral thoughts a bit differently. Uh, it is no longer doing the right thing for the sake of rightness. Uh, there's an added emphasis here that's more important than that, and that is who we are united to. We are united with Christ, and for the sake of Christ, therefore, we have to avoid the things that are incompatible with Him, which would be every sinful thought, word, or deed. This is very consistent with how a single person really transforms into something very different when they are united to their spouse and they carry this new identity that separates them entirely from their single self. Why? Uh, not because it's right or that's not the sole reason. The bigger reason is because of whom they are united to. That's the logic here. He 
goes on to say that we are temple of the Holy Spirit, meaning the Spirit of the Lord lives inside every single Christian individual. And since the temple curtain had been torn in two from top to bottom, now our access to God has been made fully available by the work of Jesus Christ, our final high priest. And rather than offering physical sacrifices in a physical temple, we now have the assurance that the very Spirit of God dwells inside us. We have to have a certain reverence for the way we use our bodies and the things that we put into our bodies and the, and the things that we do with our bodies as well. We are not our own, as Paul says. We were bought with a price. We have been claimed by our Savior and Redeemer, Jesus Christ. And the sign of that is the Spirit of God living inside us. This piece of theology uh, is really important. The, oftentimes the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, that, right, that last line in the benediction that we hear so often, uh, can be so easily neglected. Um, and I think sometimes that's reinforced by this perhaps cultural understanding that uh, the Holy Spirit is someone who's out there that we have to welcome in. And that that language is often found in lyrics in popular Christian music. Um, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. When really the, the reality is the Holy Spirit has welcomed us in. Uh, the Holy Spirit has made us his temple and claimed us as his own. And so the prayer really ought to be, Spirit, remind me of this truth. Uh, as Jesus said, the Spirit is given to us to, to bring to remembrance all that he's taught us. And Spirit, uh, bear your fruit in me uh, of love, joy, peace, patience, and all the rest. And it also says in Ephesians 5 that when we're filled with the Spirit, we're filled with praise and prayer and service. So fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit looks a lot more active than simply awaiting for something to happen. It is actually much more active than that. And it's a lot more, relationally speaking, alive. And this is how we battle any sin, any, anything in spiritual warfare. I'm already one with Christ. He's already given me His Spirit. I am not my own. I'm wedded to Him. I'm, I'm married to Christ. How should then the Bride of Christ, uh, the one who is joined to Christ, behave, think, speak, and live? So before we enter into today, thinking about what to do or what is the right thing to do, let's remember who we are and whom we are united to. Let's pray. Father, we confess to you that we have more often grieved your Holy Spirit living inside us than walked in step with him, than, than fellowshipping with him, than acknowledging his presence. And we ask you to forgive us and by your grace, mature us into the image of your son who prayerfully, actively, and humbly relied on the Holy Spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.